0: Capital Insider sponsored by the Oklahoma State Medical Association. Physicians dedicated to providing and increasing access to health care for all Oklahomans. More on the vision and mission of OSMA at okmed.org. This is Capital Insider, taking you inside politics, policy, and government in Oklahoma. I'm Dick Pryor with Quorum Call publisher, Sean Ashley. Sean, statewide elected officials were sworn into office last Monday. What
1: did Governor Kevin Stitt emphasize in his inaugural address? Not surprisingly, Stitt stressed his desire to make Oklahoma a top 10 state. In fact, I believe he said that more than 10 times. But a big part of his speech focused on education. It was probably the one topic that he talked about the most. Stitt said, Every kid deserves the best education possible, regardless of his or her economic status or zip code. The governor noted thousands of students are taking advantage of the open transfer law that was expanded in 2021 to allow students to transfer between public schools. And he indicated he would again pursue a plan to expand school choice, which we saw in 2022 means sending state tax dollars to private schools. He combined the two issues by saying, we have a responsibility to do whatever it takes to give our children, not just the next generation, but today's children right here in front of us, access to top 10 education choices.
0: We can expect some turnover on the State Board of Education at the beginning of every gubernatorial term, but this time, four of the six board members are not returning two who did not want to be reappointed, and two who were replaced. The other board member is the new state superintendent, Ryan Walters. So that's a lot of new people in charge of common education in Oklahoma.
1: It certainly is. Jennifer Monies and Bob Bobak asked not to be reappointed. Moneys was succeeded by Trent Smith, who was already a member of the board, but 2021's redistricting had put him in Money's district, allowing him to assume that seat. Bobek will be replaced by Kendra Wesson, who owns a Norman-based accounting firm. Stitt replaced Carlicia Williams-Bradley and Histella Hernandez, two women of color who also had the most public education experience on the board, with Donald Burdick, who co-founded four oil and gas companies and is currently the CEO of Oliphant Energy 2, and Suzanne Reynolds, a pharmacist with some higher ed teaching experience. Marla Hill is taking over District 3 from Smith. Hill is a homeschool teacher of her five children.
0: So the new members have little or no experience in common education.
1: That's right, and we'll get an idea of what direction the new board is headed January 26th when the board meets for the first time.
0: After being operated for two years by a private nonprofit, the Oklahoma Public Health Laboratory is being placed back under the management of the Oklahoma State Department of Health. Sean, why is that being changed now?
1: Well, State Commissioner Keith Reed told the Senate Appropriations Subcommittee on Health and Human Services on Wednesday that it had always been the agency's plan to take back management of the lab. Now, keep in mind, we've seen the lab beset with numerous problems, including failing several government inspections and sending out large numbers of samples for testing. Reed told the subcommittee, for me, what I'm focusing on is trying to get the public health lab back to the operational standard I need it at now. I don't want to rely on another public health lab to meet the needs I feel like we should be able to do. And finally, the state vote on legalization of
0: recreational marijuana is coming on March 7th, but Election Board Secretary Paul Zirick says his office does not have enough money to conduct that election. What's he doing to ensure the election happens, and what will the legislature need to do?
1: Zirik spoke Tuesday to the Senate Appropriations Subcommittee on General Government and Transportation, which oversees his agency's budget, and he told the members he needs $850,000 to be able to conduct the election. That's on top of $350,000 he has left over from a 2022 appropriation. Zurich stressed he needs the money appropriated by the middle of February, since the election is in early March. After that meeting, Secretary Zurich told me, I am highly confident based on conversations with legislative leadership and the governor's representatives that we will have sufficient funds to run the March 7th election. But obviously, that bill's going to have to be fast-tracked in the first few weeks of session.
0: Yes, they've got to get busy. Thanks, Sean. You're very welcome. And that's Capital Insider. Until next time, with Sean Ashley, I'm Dick Pryor.